0: Welcome to the Alien Minute podcast, the daily podcast where we carefully dissect the movie Alien one minute at a time. My name is John Engel. And I'm Mitch
1: Bryan. And today we're looking at Minute 26, which begins with some very shaky helmet cam footage and ends with Ash warming up at his console.
0: And this week uh, we have a new guest. We have Pete the Retailer from our Mothership podcast, The Star Wars Minute. Uh, How's it going, Pete? It's good. It's
2: good. Thanks. The Mothership. I like that.
0: Yeah. We, I just wanted to give you a chance to talk about Star Wars Minute for those
2: listeners that haven't listened to you guys yet. Sure, yeah. I, uh, Star Wars Minute, we just finished our, our fourth season. Uh, and that's... Uh, we go through each and every minute of the Star Wars movies, much like you guys are going through each and every minute of the Alien movies. Uh, and you are... You're planning on doing... Uh, I know you, you've you've probably talked about this, but you're planning on doing all of them? Everything Alien? Just the alien and then seeing what's going on afterwards or we're not sure yet we're doing a little
0: wait and see kind of like you guys did at first it's um, a good way to do it yeah <laughs> i mean alien sounds appealing after that doesn't sort of <laughs> like how you guys felt about the prequels so i'm not sure yet but we're not going to say anything definitive yet
2: so sure oh yeah good head your bets i I, yeah. I will say though that i know there's definitely there's good stuff to be found in both alien 3 and Resurrection. I. I won't uh, jump the gun too much in case you end up doing them. Maybe I can come back and and uh, offer some insight, but don't don't throw the baby out with the bathwater.
1: Do you remember the first time you saw Alien and what you thought of it?
2: Um, not specifically. I mean, it was definitely you know home video viewing. It might have been on HBO or something like that. I mean, I remember you know when I was. Um, I was just the right age for aliens and I didn't see that in the theater either, but it, it was cause I was, you know, I didn't get to see too many kind of a uh, big, crazy, violent movies. But, uh, um, I remember, uh, you know, everybody kind of the you know, buzz for my age, everybody was into aliens. And then it, this was kind of like a discovery later on that was like, Oh wait, they made another one. And it was like a, this happened before that, but it was too much of a, I was also a wuss. I didn't, I didn't like scary movies. So uh, it took me a while. I would say it was probably in my late teens, almost before I saw Alien.
1: Well, since you knew so much of the iconography, of having seen Aliens first, was it scary when you finally went back and watched it?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not. It's the kind of scary that I like, and I, I'm always worried that it won't be. <laughs> you know, it's 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 completely well done, and and I was able to appreciate that by the time you know, like I said, once it, once I became kind of a teenager, then I I knew. You know I can appreciate the good uh you know the the excellent just kind of direction and and set decoration design everything and and um still be kind of you know thrilled without being just kind of terrified
1: <laughs> did you watch the whole movie before doing this or did you just go concentrate on the on your minutes I'm just curious
2: uh just my minutes for today but i I plan on it did kind of stir something in me that I would like to go back and watch uh, uh I think the last time I saw it was um uh, we had the superstorm sandy over here a couple of years ago, and uh I was at my friend 's house who maintained power throughout the whole thing, but since we were all kind of like locked in uh, and they shut down all transit and all that, we decided to watch the the quadrilogy as it was presented on the on the box the dVD box set at one point
1: so you just went through all four bang 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 bang
2: We did in weird uh order I think we went kind of resurrection then three then alien then aliens wow (laughs) pete is there a name for that order like the Um, order for star wars yeah i don't know that's uh it was originally we were like oh let's watch it in reverse order because then slowly stuff will build and like well it's kind of weird to you know we didn't there's a there's a kind of consistent storyline more or less between one and two that is somewhat in three yeah yeah Sort did of. we do four one two three i can't remember I, we we did ju- definitely jumbled it up i can't remember if we did three i think we closed with alien because we figured that would be a good strong and then by that time it was going to be late at night and it would be a good and you're time.
1: in the middle of a natural disaster so there's always that, yeah right? exactly
0: hopefully we'd get some flickering lights and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, the wind from that storm would have scared you to death mitch watching i know alien. i know i have a thing about <laughs> oh, it, wind a little, yeah, oh yeah
1: of wind well let's jump in and um John was saying to me off mic that he thought this is a moment where the movie kind of really
0: shifts gears. Do you want to say something about that? Yeah, it's, you know, Pete, you said uh, when I sent you these minutes and they start right at that 25 minute point that you thought at first that we had done something funny with the video um, because it's so shaky and grainy. And I actually think that that's significant because there seems to be a tonal shift right here in the movie where before leading up as they're walking to find the the spacecraft, the derelict spacecraft. It's, you know, it's somber. It's a little scary, a little tense. But once they see it and they go, oh, shit, look at that, it suddenly gets a little panicky here. Uh, The cuts are quick. There's a lot of white noise. There's a lot of heavy breathing on the soundtrack. Um, So to me, it feels like suddenly we're jumping into this uh, sort of a panicky mode. Did you get that sense as well?
2: Yeah, totally. It's it's kind of... uh... You know, the way it, it sets up almost kind of more like a like an ensemble drama, but something like that where you just, you know, you're meeting all the characters and just kind of, you know, a little bit of how they interact. And then this is kind of a set of the direction of it kind of matches with, you know, it's almost like a heartbeat, you know, where it's, all of a sudden it's like, uh, as you're finding stuff, you get these little jumps and buzzes. I think too that
1: this is where the movie starts to play this new trick, which is to extend the time. This We're watching almost 30 seconds of just this crappy grainy, cutting in and out video footage and it definitely feels like it's taken all the control away from the audience you know these guys are going to present this information to you this way and it's going to be long and drawn out and there's nothing anybody can do about it
2: yeah really the for um the extent of the the this week basically they just kind of walk down a hallway and that's it and they you know they they really kind of milk it in in a in a way to kind of you know elevate the suspense and all that. So,
0: you know, speaking to this uh, this new panicky tone maybe that we have here, Lambert once again expresses the desire to get the hell out of there. She says, let's get out of here. Uh, we've talked a lot in previous minutes about Lambert. She's sort of the emotional center, the audience surrogate of the movie, and she's the only one that seems to think there might be something wrong here. Everybody seems to be pretty cool and about business. So here she's she wants to get out of here and immediately Kane Throws in with, no, no, we got to keep going. We we've come this far, which then we've talked about his character as well, being this boy scout, the guy he was the first guy to wake up from cryo sleep. He's always he was the first to volunteer for this away mission, so uh, it's interesting they've kept this theme going. But I feel like Lambert's quote unquote griping has taken on something new now. I'm starting to relate to it a little bit more, not just see it as kind of an annoying character trait. Uh, Mitch, were you seeing the same thing there? Or?
1: Well, yeah. The other thing I'm concerned about is that when uh, Kane says, we've got to keep going, we've got to keep going, he sounds like he's about to have a heart attack.
0: He's yeah. breathing so heavily. He's so winded. Yeah, again, bring it back to that
2: that heartbeat feel for this whole thing.
0: Yeah. And it's because he's so, is it anticipation? He's so excited? His curiosity peak, He's a natural explorer? Is that what we think is raised his adrenaline here, or is it a combination of that and fear? Well, I just feel like if Dallas were leading the expedition a little bit more vocally, I'd probably be
1: – I'd feel safer. Yeah. But Dallas doesn't say much. No. So it's a guy who sounds like he's about to have a card attack who wants to charge ahead. So <laughs> it makes me nervous. Yeah.
2: Do you guys know if they did a lot of uh, – have? can you re- recall or point out any specific examples of this kind of uh, you know, shaky cam found footage stuff before Alien? I mean, I'm sure there were some – No, not really – I mean, Cannibal
1: Holocaust happened four four or five years earlier. And that was the first kind of found footage movie. Uh, There's some interesting video stuff in THX 1138. Not necessarily first person, but kind of grainy. You can see the scan lines and everything in that. Um, But no, I think that's one of the other things that makes it so interesting. Plus, the signal keeps cutting out. So I don't know how good this equipment is. It might get to something really exciting or really terrifying... And nobody in the ship's going to know what's going on because
0: everything's going to crap out on him. Right. And Kane, find, or sorry, Ash, finds this frustrating. This fact that he can't see the clear in- image and the sound's not coming through. And he actually expresses a little bit of frustration at that. So, to Pete, another thing, you know, we kind of go forward with the assumption that everyone's seen Alien. We stick to the minutes as much as we can, but for the sake of conversation, we'll jump ahead and you know, confess that we all know that, that Ash is an Android. Right. So we try to make like, what are we supposed to make of this behavior in light of him being an Android? And then in light of, uh, or being a person at the time who didn't know, like, what do you make of it? And, um, like you're like me, you saw aliens first and you probably knew Ash was an, uh, Android before you saw this, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, uh, I don't remember if, you know, I didn't fully have it in mind. You know, I didn't have the, didn't go through it kind of thinking that, like, oh, that's the guy's going to turn out to be the android. I just kind of, once it happened, uh, you know, I remembered. Uh, but even kind of going through this, like, it, it, I was, uh, it was intriguing because it's, it's, he's pretty emotional. Like, his reactions are very kind of frustrated for an android, which is. Oh, yeah. I think
1: it's, they're trying to continue to, misdirect us into believing that, you know, he's Man. he's a human, he's concerned. Uh, he may be saying shit because of the equipment. He may be saying shit because these guys are moving into dangerous territory. You're not quite sure, but he's definitely right. frustrated, which is very human.
2: Or a potential for failure of the mission or whatever.
0: That's right, you know,
2: yeah. You know, like he's looking at the long run. We get the first
0: clear shot, uh, non-POV shot, if you will, of the ship in this minute as well. And in the foreground or at the bottom of the frame, we get three small points of light, which represent the away team as they're walking towards the ship. Um, Mitch, how was this? We talked a little bit earlier about how this was uh, executed as far as shooting the model and the getting the lights to move and so on. Yeah, because the the rocks on the planet's
1: surface were only a foot to two feet high. I think the whole model of the ship was, you know, twice the size of a dinner table or something. Right. So. Those mm-hmm. lights were tiny little lights on a string that were being pulled along. Um, but somehow you get this incredible sense of scale, yeah. and it's probably because of the, you know, all the sound effects and the way that the atmosphere is smoked up. And maybe to the fact that this is the first real clear look we have of it, the last thing we're thinking about is, is this a special effects shot? Right.
2: It never really, again, I, I'm, I can't pin, pin down the exact age that i was when i saw this but uh being that it was probably you know either taped off cable or or you know just you know an old kind of beat up rental or something like that like i remember it took a few viewings before i realized that that was a ship at all i just thought it was kind of a you know like a big um kind of elaborate background or something
1: yeah i think that's true i think that's part of the confusion of the movie is trying to give us these... It doesn't look like any rocket ship I've ever seen, right? Yeah. And so I think that's one more thing that makes it so confusing because there's this whole theme of machinery and organic material kind of merging into one. It gets more intense when you get inside the ship, but you're not sure whether you're looking at a, a building or a rock formation or, or something made by an intelligent you know, life form.
0: And I think it speaks to the mysterious nature of this movie that we've talked about before as well. Where I kind of feel like if we were watching, if this movie were made now, that they would throw in some ADR of somebody saying, it looks like a spacecraft of some kind or something to let make sure you knew. But right. this movie is far more interested in the mystery and the weirdness and kind of keeping you off guard and uncomfortable. Because now that you say that, Pete, about not sure, being sure whether it's a ship or not, I kind of remember maybe I had the same feeling. It's been so long. I've seen it so many times since, but I I might've felt exactly the same way at the time now that I think about it. So it's a natural response to the image because it's so alien
2: to us Mm -hmm. when we see it. So, um, yeah. I mean, now having, having seen it and knowing, you know, knowing the deal and and watching it on, on a kind of, you know, a very clear video clip, it's obvious I, it becomes obvious to me now, but I, I distinctly remember being confused about that. Be like, wait, I thought they just found them in like a cave or something.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. All right. Does anybody have anything
2: else for this minute? I just wanted to point out there's a cool, uh, there's the scanner screen to the right of uh, Ash's monitor. There's some kind of, I don't know what it's doing, but it looks, it looks really neat. Uh, and it almost looks like a, you know, a more modern screensaver, but it's just, it's going through this kind of, you know, a oscilloscope pattern or something. Yeah,
0: there's there's in the production design there's a lot of that stuff. you um if you go back and rewatch the earlier minutes when they're landing the Nostromo on the planet and so on, there's all this great like uh kind of archaic imagery on the screens and you get topographical maps and different things that are all uh readings that they're all their their job at their little console. Is giving them information that they need to land the ship. So there's a lot of that in this movie. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that wraps this minute up. We'll get back to the next one. But John, you want to tell us where they can find us? Yeah. You can find us at alienminute.com or follow us at Alien Minute Pod on Twitter. Um, you can also subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher app. Uh, Pete, where can we find you on the internet?
2: Uh, well, mainly we're at starwarsminute.com. Uh, we've just also wrapped Alphabetical, which is our uh, alphabetical run through all the Beatles songs. Um, that's at alphabetical.com. And we'll have new stuff coming up soon. So you can find them there at peterretailer.com.
0: All right. Well, that'll do it for Minute 26. We'll see you tomorrow for Minute number 27.